The road to consciousness. Consciousness is the biggest mystery in human history. How we can have such a rich, subjective experience of life, yet we don't understand how from the physical workings of the brain does consciousness arise. We're going to do it by looking at a variety of disciplines and putting things into two buckets. Either knowledge, which is justified true belief, or some kind of assumption where we have some data, we have some evidence, competing theories, but we need to make assumptions to move forward. Otherwise, in these, sorts of, these types of problems, we will go around in circles. I was thinking I wanted to chat a little bit about how the mind interacts with the body. We talked about whether you know it's dualism, whether the mind is something other than the physical. A lot of people uh, lean towards this. Whether it's physical and we just haven't figured out what that mental realm is. Whether we need to extend the physical realm to maybe somewhere in between. Uh, whether there's a new physical reality out there. Either way, we have an experience with our mind which we all know. It's ingrained in us. And I've separated mind, body and consciousness before. But let's, for the sake of, of this discussion, let's say they're the same thing. It's the same phenomenon. The mind really is a thought that we have. It's... It's kind of, kind of capture of that experience or we think about the future or we think about the past experiences. It seems to be running sort of parallel to the brain. The brain and the subconscious is doing a ton of things that we are not even consciously aware of or not even pops up as we think about it day to day with our conscious experience or mind when we have a conscious thought. A mind can be described as a conscious thought. It's something that is, is up there. When you think of something, there's something there that you are actively experiencing. As a per Instead of experiencing it, I guess it's all experiencing it in our heads, but instead of, I guess, it's hard to describe consciousness. You just feel, you don't think about normally. I'm not even overly, I guess, thinking and maybe subconsciously this is all being recorded and subconsciously I'm making this. But, you know, there are thoughts in my mind, but it's, it seems to be just flowing. And there's a school of thought that does say that the mind is kind of racing as parallel to the brain and timing becomes an interesting question. <laughs> At what point do we become conscious of something? Is it before we act with our brains is it after is it at the same time are they running in any sequence or are they just running together this is a very interesting question and experiments have been run where there is a person that is playing a game a very simple game of, of left or right so they have two buttons that they press uh, and there is an opponent who is normally monitoring this and it's part of the the research team that also presses two buttons and it's essentially also hooked the person up to some sort of EEG where they can monitor the brain waves and what they're trying to do is figure out whether the brain makes a move or an action before the person is consciously aware of it so there's a timing gap I guess before when they see a region of the brain line up and the person presses a button and the opponent is able to actually see in the background that the initial person can't see the interpretation of the region of the brain that's lighting up to whether they're going to hit the left or the right button now the whole point of this is to try and figure out whether the brain is reacting first and we are conscious afterwards 
or we are consciously have some kind of downward causation. Whereas we think about something and then the brain reacts and then the muscles move. The experiment, I'm not sure you'll be able to guess the outcome, maybe you will, actually shows that we are consciously aware after what seems to be the brain has already put the motion of pressing a button in place. Now, I'm a little skeptical of this because it's... I'm not sure why I'm skeptical. And maybe I'm skeptical because this actually... I think it's fuzzy, the conclusion. The measurement, the timing of the person actually pressing the button, it all happens so fast. And also, I'm not overly sure that it's a definitive, concrete, yes, the brain reacts before the mind even gets to think about things. This actually goes to the heart of one question that if consciousness is the biggest mystery, this question is the biggest ramification for humans, and that's free will. Free will, and whether we have free will, has been a hot, hot topic, a very controversial topic, you could say. It goes to the heart of what we are as humans. Innately, when you, if you tell anybody on the street, hey, guess what? You don't have free will. Their first reaction is shock. Their first reaction is some kind of horror. I had this initial reaction when I even came across this as a philosophical discussion. I didn't know about it first, but when I came across about it, I was like, hang on a sec, really? But when you hear the evidence either way, you tend to question whether we have free will. But Again, it's at the heart and core of us as humans. We like to think, and I'm using the term like to think, that we are free agents. Of course we have free will. Every decision you've made today and every decision you will make is part of that ingrained conscious experience of us navigating through life. We are making a sequence of decisions at the micro and the macro level that is governing how our life turns out and we want to be in control of those decisions. The question of free will comes and... We naturally gravitate to yes. Let's talk about, there's three different ways you could look at this this uh, debate. There is the libertarianism or being liberal about it, which says, of course we have free will. We are humans, we are obviously making decisions, and that's just it. There is the, what do they call it, the... Uh, the other side of it, let's actually jump to the other side before we look at the, the, the middle part, which I believe it's called, what's, what's it called? Uh, it's escaped me right now. My brain is not, it's not working like it should. It's called uh, compatil- compatibilism, that's it, which says that free will uh, in terms of our decision-making is actually compatible with the physical universe going in its own sequence. I'm going to have to describe the second part first for that to make sense. So... The, the proponent for that we don't have free will is essentially that cause and effect is a fundamental underlying principle that governs all of the physical laws that we know today. General relativity, quantum mechanics, there is, also, there is always a cause and effect, i.e. something is causing something else to happen and this is an ongoing sequence that we've had since the Big Bang and will keep going until the universe ends. These are the laws of nature that give us essentially everything we see around us and everything that can happen can be explained by the physical cause and effect our brains are also made up of the same stuff as the universe and broken down and this is reductionism you can actually break the brain down as you start at the high level neuron and you get to the uh to the molecules and you get the molecules to the atoms to the atoms to the subatomic particles to the quarks and 
all of that you can reduce it to exactly the same physics that applies in our brains and everything else in the world everything in the world is governed by physics and laws it would be surprising if the, our brains for some reason aren't but they are we know this from science and physics therefore our brains are essentially playing out in exactly the same way of everything we see around us there's cause and effect there are very specific laws that we can measure and tell us that given all the state of a system we will know what happens next and considering our brains at the smallest level are exactly playing out as everything else in the universe and all the physical things we see around us then they are basically going through the sequence that they always will go through and so everything that we're doing is just a ramification of that and our consciousness is just an afterthought of us thinking that we have free will a choice between two options where in reality we were always going to take the path that we have always destined to take and destiny is not actually a part of this by destiny i'm actually referring to general relativity gave us the block universe and everything if you imagine a 3d cube and everything is playing out in a sequence of maybe going upwards in time as a time axis you're essentially on a world line which is your path through the universe as time goes on if we're saying that we have free will then we're somehow making the claim that there is a mental realm that is able to make choices that affect that physical reality in your world line and how you make the decision although you're basically playing out to the laws of, of general relativity and quantum mechanics either one and that's actually a tough stance to take because why then are we all of a sudden special in a, special to be doing that and the reductionists will claim we don't have free will that we are part of the universe everything is playing out exactly how it plays out it is a difficult concept to grasp. I, it took me a couple of iterations to really understand what they're saying in those terms. But if you seriously take physics, if you seriously take science as the truth and that that's how it is, and you are a physicalist and a reductionist, then it will be very hard for you to say that we have some kind of mental control over the physical universe. And that would say that we don't have free will. Now, compatibilism says that somehow the physical universe is compatible with our consciousness and our minds, but it doesn't actually explain how. And this is back to the mind-body problem. What is the mind if it's not physical and how does it work in the physical universe? So this is the discussion around free will. Liber the, the liberals or the libertarianism basically says that, yes, of course we have free will, but they don't also explain how that fits into the physical universe so this is the discussion of free will now i'm sticking to the emergence principle i've made the emergence principle for self i've made the emergence principle for our consciousness i'm sticking to it with free will regardless of what happens in the objective reality and how physics and and, and science tells us that the the world really is we experience free will as a subjective experience it's something we experience. It's something that's grained in us. Same as consciousness. We experience it in the macro world. We experience free will in the macro world. Whether or not we actually have free will, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it might matter to the scientists at heart and the objectives, I should call them rationalists, sorry, the rationalists at heart. It doesn't make us feel any better telling us that all of the path that we're taking through life is already just playing out 
And it's governed by forces, basically. It's governed by all of the four forces in nature, and we are not an actual force to change those directions. So I'm not sure it matters. It's like saying that consciousness doesn't exist. I've heard this before, the illusionist theory that consciousness is just an illusion. Okay, maybe it is. Either way, it doesn't change the experience. And the empiricists have been saying this for hundreds of years. So you can see why it's easy to go around in circles depending on what camp you're in is how you will see some of these uh, discussion points. And so... I think emergence is pretty critical here. We we experience free will. It is something that we just have as part of our 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 lives, and it's easier for us to to be there. We want to determine the rest of our lives in some sort of decision making process. It's a little bit uncomfortable to think that we don't have free will, but will it change your experience of life? Maybe. I definitely don't advocate that you're like, yeah, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. There is an energy investment I do believe you have to make in your life uh, to make sure that it ends up in a good place for you, regardless of how you see the universe play out. But anyway, going back to the mind being parallel, is the mind an afterthought? Is consciousness an afterthought to our brains? I'm assuming yes and that might surprise even myself because i find it very hard to assume no if i assume no then i'm talking about downward causation downward causation means that the mind is downward affecting what the brain does and that means we have free will i'm gonna have to go back on my assumption and say no (laughs) downward causation there's two types of emergence there is soft emergence and hard emergence soft emergence is that there are properties of the brain or properties of any system that individually when you put them together into the system macro properties emerge properties of the whole system emerge we talked about this basically last time with h2o molecules water and the concept of being wet or being a liquid this is an emergent property. This is not something you see from the individual parts. That's soft emergence. Hard emergence is then the system as a whole can have downward causation to the individual parts. And that's essentially what we're saying when we're saying we have a consciousness that can make decisions and that can think of the universe and change the physical altering of the way that the brain chemistry works and governs uh, in, in nature. So... I just went back on an assumption because it's super uncomfortable to think that the brain is just doing its thing, that consciousness is an afterthought, and we have no downward causation. But that might be the reality. Uh, it's it's This is a big one, and this is why free will is a tough one to overcome. This is why emergence as a principle I believe in. I don't know about strong emergence, though... There is nothing else in this universe that has strong emergence. Nothing. There's a lot of things that emerge from the micro reality, but there is nothing we can point to that has that. We are basically, and, and this is, I guess, the heart of the discussion around consciousness and the mind. 